Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Put your thinking caps on, because the conversation starts now. Do that again. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. We are at the spot, the location where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, the responses are never dull. And today we have an amazing children's author, Sheila Rocchio. We're going to talk about the writing process. You know, Brains, it's very different from writing a steamy, sexy novel to writing something for a four or five, six or even 10-year-old. What is that process like? She's also exploring being a writer's coach. So she's going to give some great tips to individuals that are ready to put pen to pad and scribe their own story. But she had an awakening. You know, she had to do some some soul searching and some perseverance and just figure out what is it I really want to do. So how did she go through that process? All that and more. Let's welcome her to the show. How are you, Miss Sheila? I'm great. Thank you, April, for having me. It's such an honor. I love your podcast. I love it. I love you. Thank you so much. You know, once upon a time, I wrote a children's book. And let, let me tell you something, Brains. Let me tell you this story real quick. That was my biggest seller. So it was during April 10th of 2010 when uh, the uh, uh, BP oil spill in Louisiana. And I just happened to see this bird one day taking a bath in a fountain after he had swooped down and stole this woman's sandwich right out of her hand with precision. Girl, that seagull was something else. <laughs> I started writing a story. Next thing I know, I had written an environmental uh, love story, anti-bullying for kids. Long story short, I submitted it to the school district and I said, you guys owe this to the kids. Girl, they bought 10,000 copies. Oh my, congratulations. Hey, boy, That's just, awesome. So when I say I sold these books out the trunk of my car, believe me, I'm not lying, girl. I was packing them up, getting them to you. <laughs> but I did find it very uh, challenging. I had to rewrite it four or five times. The language, you know, I'm talking as an adult, you got to talk as if you're talking, number one, like an animal, the third person. Uh, but also that the kids can communicate. But I wanted to challenge them with some vocabulary words, uh, creating a scene. Tell us a little bit about your writing process. Yeah, my writing process, actually, I that was always like on my bucket list. I never knew how I was going to achieve that dream. Um, I, you know, I was married young. I, I married my high school sweetheart. We had three sons and I I raised them, worked um, my job there in a school district, and then went on to work for a nonprofit. And had I not come across the movie The Secret with Bob Proctor, mm-hmm. that's right. Um, that really got me thinking about some things and how we can have dreams. I didn't know about paradigms and law of attraction and things like that. And so in um, 2010, I met Bob, Bob Proctor in LA at an event. And that's when I started kind of setting goals. And um, that led me to working with Mary Morrissey and building dreams. And, but I still, in 2016, I lost my mom to cancer. Oh. And um, 
that was what shook me. I had learned all these tools and resources, but what shook me was how precious life is. We only get one shot. She was a healthy woman. Um, I went to an event shortly after that, that I saw a YouTube video and it said, um, my biggest regret. And they had this big chalkboard up on the sidewalk in New York City and people were writing their biggest regrets. And that's when I decided to start my bucket list of things I wanted to do. And, you know, things I wanted to do painting classes, swim a dolphin, all those kind of things, you know, mm -hmm. but being a children's book author was on that list. And I had no idea how I was going to achieve that. It just seemed like this wish upon a star. Mm. And my oldest son is an, um, went to school at the Academy of Art University in San Francisco. So he was an, an animator, very good artist. Um, so I thought, wouldn't that be cool if I wrote a children's book and you illustrated it? And we used to say that back and forth. But as far as taking action on that, um, I really didn't know how to begin. But I set the intention that I wanted to do that. And it was on my bucket list. It was on my dreams. I'm a big journaler. I believe in leaning into your dreams, even at the slightest. So um, at that time, this now brings me up to about 20, 2020, 2019. And I was working with Jack Canfield mm. and uh, author of Chicken Soup for the Soul and mm. the success principles. I was going through one of his certifications and I had already been certified with Bob Proctor, Mary Morrissey, and now Jack Canfield. So you could say I'm kind of a... <laughs> A personal development junkie, a lifelong learner. Yes, I cannot get enough of that stuff. And um, so his email came across and there was a particular publisher, a woman who decided to open up a publishing group and guide aspiring authors on how to write children's books. So I just, I remember saying out loud one day, I loved what she was doing. I'm like, I want to work with her someday. I actually said that out loud and I saw her just following her newsletter and then in in 2020 she had offered a writing course actually 2019 and I said no to that one I just kept following her the timing wasn't right in 2020 I said yes to that I didn't know what I was going to write yet it's not like I had a, a pile of manuscripts written for children's books but in 2020 um, you know things slowed down in the world this was March things were just starting to you know the pandemic but we also, my husband and I were going to be grandparents for the first mm -hmm. time. We were blessed with a little granddaughter and a little grandson that year. Oh, so wow. I thought, what perfect time to delve into those children's books. I just said, yes, it was uncomfortable for me. I didn't have my manuscript. And when I met with her, she says, well, you, you have four days before I close the program. And it just kept eating at me. I knew I wanted to write children's books that inspire not only the child but the adult reading with the child and have those underlying mindset messages you know of growth and believing in yourself and, and um you can never start too young no uh, with, with teaching children how to become functional productive adults that's so true. And that's when I was learning with Bob Proctor. I was like, why did I not learn this as a child? Why did my kids not learn this? And so I'm happy that that movement is now taking place for our kids. That Bob Proctor, any let me tell you, that Think and Grow Rich, that is my, you know, that is my go-to. I think I listen to that at least once a year. There's a nugget every single time. 
Every exactly. Time, there is something there. Mary Morrissey is absolutely amazing. Yes. So, Wonderful people. Feel, yeah, they are. I mean, they're just ahead of their time. But in a way, I used to follow Zig Ziglar. I used to. Oh, yeah. He's another good one. Uh, but, and the secret, you know, I went to school with Lisa Nichols. Oh, love but her too. This is the deal. It's like, it's so simplistic, but it's so difficult for others to grab hold to. Yes, it's an investment, but you know what? You would spend your money in Vegas. Exactly. You would spend your money on a handbag and some shoes. Why not make the investment in yourself to pull back the layers of that onion and cry? Exactly. To see what's really at the core. What is your heart's desire? Like we said, now you say we only have one life. I believe we have more than one, but this is the precursor into something else. Exactly. And until you figure out what that is, you've got to, you know, you got to play it out all the way. So let's um, go back a little bit. Let's talk about what you did before writing children's book. Where was your career? My career was, you know, when my kids, I have three sons, when they were young, I stayed at home with them mm. and then did, you know, things on the side, you know, to kind of supplement our income. But when they got old enough for school. Then the school asked me if I would um, come in and be a paraprofessional. So I was able to do that when they were going to school and, you know, be off when they were and be involved in their lives. It was perfect for me. And I, that's something I loved to do anyway. Um, my whole career background has always been with working with children and families. So once I did that for 10 years, then I went to work for a nonprofit in our community. And it was, um, the family center house with home visitation programs. So I did a lot of their grant writing and worked with in a management position there and collaborated within the community. So that was very fulfilling as well. And well, then exciting opportunities where you've been able to have transferable skills because you see the parents, you see their struggle, their plight, their joy, but also yeah. you see the little people as they develop and evolve and they, it goes at you know warp speed it goes so fast you know you're yeah. doing this one minute and then the next and then the next you got grandkids and you're crying that's so, exactly right so show us your books and tell us a little bit about them okay so my first book um was released in 2021 it's called toby the turtle a story about change and fear of the unknown and um little did i know that when i started writing this book that we were going to go through the pandemic, kids were going to go through all these changes. And so um, I'll just read a little bit about it. I'll just read the back to you. And Jack Canfield did endorse this book for me. I'm blessed with that. Oh, wow. And my son, you know, I'll show you some illustrations here. A good paper. My son did the illustrations. Look at him. And yeah. So it's like, uh-oh, I don't think I like this. Suddenly the little turtle felt nervous and scared. Maybe I don't want to be someone's pet after all. Young and old alike can have fears when facing uncertainty in life. Change can be scary. The question is, how do we manage these very real feelings? So Toby the Turtle is a heartwarming story of a little turtle going through a big change. On his new journey, Toby must learn to adapt to change, overcome his fears, and find friendship in the unknown. Learn how Toby copes with change and fear of the unknown. This book's timeless message is for all ages, one to 100. Toby the Turtle is sure to be a favorite for many years to come. 
So it's about Toby and going through change. And so in the nutshell, the message behind this is we're all going to go through change in life and to look for the good in every day, look for the good within ourselves and with around us as we're going through changes. Oh, so that's the underlying message there. That's beautiful. And then you have the little oak. Little oak I just released this year, just a couple months ago. And this is Little Oak Learns a Big Lesson. This was inspired also um, by an event that happened in my own backyard. Believe it or not, we had a snowstorm in September one wow. year. Busted, you know, we had hummingbirds out, bird feeders out, but it busted up this oak tree and we didn't know if it was going to live. And so this, um, I'll show you a couple illustrations in this book. Um, I should have had these marked for you. I'm sorry. No worries. But there is some really pretty artwork. The artwork is totally different in this book. It's um, more realistic looking. And there's one particular page I love. So there's, you know. Oh, has, wow. Now your son was the illustrator in this one as well? My son was the illustrator in both of these, and that's pretty fabulous to have, you know, my son be the illustrator. And that's not his full-time job. So he did this, you know, as a side gig, and but he's very, very talented. Well, I'll tell you, an illustrator um, is sometimes more captivating than the actual author because it's the colors, it's the scenery, it's the unspoken word. It's the comfort, you know, you're reading to someone that doesn't read two years old, or you might be reading to a senior that has Alzheimer's, but right. they immerse themselves into the pictures and the colors. So tell him, I said, bravo. He did an amazing job. Yeah. To have such diversity in these books and the, the I feel the illustrations bring the story to life. I can write the words, but without the illustrator, the story really comes to life for the child with like you said, what with is anyone. The, what is the premise of the Little Oak? Little Oak, um, do you want me to read the background of this one? Yes, or? please. Okay. Little Oak loves the backyard. There are trees, shrubs, flowers, squirrels, and birds, and more. But when the backyard is hit by an early snowstorm, Little Oak's dreams of growing into a big, mighty oak are swept away. With a big branch snapped and gone, Little Oak can't help but worry. What good am I now? What will others think of me? Why did this have to happen to me? But all hope is not lost. With the help of an unexpected friend, Little Oak discovers that being mighty might look a bit different than originally thought. Little Oak Learns a Big Lesson is the heartwarming story of a small tree with big courage, showing readers that to be strong is not to be perfect and that all we need is the determination to keep growing. Oh, so this is just to impress upon people that no matter what we're going through, just keep growing through the process and not compare ourselves to others because our story is our story. And in the end, we're all meant to be here for a reason. And we all have a message to share. Absolutely. And it's not over till it's over brains. So now you've expanded upon that. You've worked with nonprofits, you've worked in the classroom, you've you know, authored, you know, two great children's books, but now you're going to pour into other authors. Give us a few tips and tricks for uh, someone that is looking to venture into that genre of writing children's books. What I would recommend is um, surround yourself with a community of 
people to support you. Um, you know, there's lots of communities on Facebook, authors groups and things like that. Just keep writing and, um, you know, don't let the, the critics, the negative talk get in your way, because if I would have done that, I wouldn't have these two books right now. Like I said, I didn't have a story even written down until I made the decision. And that's one thing Bob Proctor taught me. Well, you have to make the decision first before things are going to come to you. So just surround yourself with like-minded people and um, just start writing. And, you know, the group that I was with, Miriam Laundry Publishing, was fabulous. That was, took me from beginning to end. And I was surrounded by other authors. We still are friends today. We cheer each other on. And um, as a result of me just leaning into this dream, even the slightest, leaning into what I wanted to do by following a following a blog is where I started, following her blog and capturing information that they shared. Leaning into that has now led to where I've been asked to be an author coach with her company. And so now I'm I get the it is amazing to work with new authors coming in that or where I was, you know, you don't, you're not sure of yourself when you're writing mm -hmm. something, but just to be on that journey with them and to see the, the manifestation of their book come into the world for children is just a phenomenal feeling. And Brace, let, let me uh, tip you to something. It's great to have the book, but it's like an ugly baby sometime. <laughs> so it's going to be yours forever. But what you want to do is you want to sell it through. Here are some tips that I use for selling my 25,000 copies out of the trunk of my car. You want to host a very intimate reading. It'd be great. You can do it via Zoom. Talk to the parents. Send the, the children. Have the parents purchase the book. Sign the book. Maybe send them a bookmarker. Have them sit in front of the screen, do a Zoom, five, six, seven kids, and do a reading for them. You don't have to actually be in the room. Donate your books to the library. Every time they pull up a children's author, there you are. All around the world. My books are all around the world. Everywhere I go, there's a couple of my books in my suitcase. Sell the book. It's great to give away so many, but if someone gives you something, it's not as valuable as if they make the purchase. When they make the purchase, they invest in you as well as themselves, and they're going to buy the book. They're going to read the book. They're going to share the book. They're going to talk about the book. Be proud of it. Sell it just like they sell the Bible. <laughs> Until <laughs> okay, you gotta you've got to keep it in front. You've got to market it. You've got to promote it. And just because you've written one book and you were bored with it, that doesn't mean that the next person that reads it is going to be brand new to them. They won't be bored with it. So there's a lot of um, intricate parts. You know, Amazon. I'm not hating on Amazon. They are a great way to get exposure, but they are not the be all end all. You have five or six of those books in your trunk all the time. When you're networking, uh, people love, especially grandparents, they love to buy books for their grandkids. They love to cuddle up and have something to read to them. But what's so impressive is when that child picks up that book and is able to read it to you yeah. and understand. So it's so much value in that. 
Where do you see this going? Can you see yourself? Let's let's do a big dream. Let's let's make Proctor's okay. memory proud. I could see this maybe being a, a comic book or an app or a cartoon, you know, uh, a mini series. Netflix is doing it all the time. So let's just put that out in the universe. Absolutely. Uh, and just really capture that because it would just be fantastic. What are some of your other dreams? What are some other things that you aspire to do in this thing called life? My whole purpose, I just love to uplift people, mm. inspire people, um, empower them to believe in themselves. And I love working with children. I ultimately would love to start a family foundation with my books and my coaching to work with children, to work globally, sharing my books, sharing that message, and just empowering people to see the good within them and around them. And just, um, you know, that I want to leave a legacy. And I've left a legacy for my grandkids, my little grandson, who's two, my son actually sent me a video of him reading Toby the turtle. Oh my God. To me, and he holds it up and reading it. I mean, that warms my heart, but I'm, I, when you were saying always have your books with you, that is something I do. And so when I, you know, we were traveling recently, I have them with me and it's so much fun to give those to a child. But like you said, you have to sell them. And so I'm all about collaborating with other individuals to share what they're doing and to work together and united just to spread the message as far and wide as we can. And, you know, reading is a lost art. Yeah. It's very intimate. You know, now, yes, I'm busy. So I do a lot of audible, you know, because I want to get through a lot of content, but there's nothing like cuddling up on a cold day with something warm to drink with a little, little fire in it. <laughs> yeah. A little warm, warm you up within. A little warm it up within. But, you know, and to smell the pages of the book, to, to turn the book, to, I love to write in my books. I underline in my books all I do the time. Too. You know, my mother used to say, oh, don't write in the book. Oh, yes, I got to underline, I got to highlight. I want to go back to these passages. Expand your vocabulary, brains, you know, there are so many words that you don't know that you can incorporate in your vocabulary. That's what makes you smart. Yes. It's not so much rather, you know, I grew up and I was dyslexic as, as a child. It was a different learning style. Mm -hmm. It was challenging. And my parents knew nothing about dyslexia, so they didn't know how to tell me, you know, what was right or what was wrong because they didn't know what I was going through. Right. So don't judge. Be patient with your child. Talk to them. Even sometimes don't read the words, but go through the pictures and ask them what is their interpretation of the story. And you will learn so much. Yes. You are such a gift. You really are. And I just oh, love okay. having children's authors there because this is where it all begins. It's, it's so intimate. It's so deserving. But before we close, let's ask some fun questions about you. How about that? Okay. Okay. My favorite question. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, Sheila, what appliance would you be? Oh, you know, the one that comes to mind and it keeps coming to mind because I've heard you ask this before on your podcast. I'm it. like, I if she, it. if she asks me that, and so I'm just going to go with what keeps coming to my mind and it is the coffee maker really? of all things. And, and the, and the reason why is, you know, no matter where you're at, everybody's, unless, you know, you're a tea drinker, but people are always wanting their morning coffee, you know? 
And I want to be seen as someone who is welcoming, but who also, you know, is a comfort to others. And just feel, after you have that cup of coffee, you feel, you know, empowered to take on your day. And that's how I want to feel. And that's how I want to make others feel. Well, I've changed. I used to want to okay. be a refrigerator, but you know what I want to be now? What's that? The George Foreman grill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell me why. Uh, because it keeps it juicy, tender, it works quick, and it's easy to clean. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so much fun. What would you tell a 25-year-old, Sheila? To, um, well, it kind of depends on what they were going through, but a 25-year-old, I would just say, keep going, hold on to your dreams and visions that you have in life. And you will come across obstacles, but just keep powering through and um, decide what you want and go for it. And you're never too old or too young to go for what you want in life. That's right. What are three of your guilty pleasures? I mean, just whimsical stuff. What do you like to do? I like chocolate. <laughs> uh, I like uh, a good Netflix binge, you know, if it's Ooh, something worthwhile. Girl, I, I know. I know. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I'm embarrassed, but I, I just, sometimes you can't get enough. Yeah. <laughs> if you're into a really good one. And, you know, I, I just love spending time with my family too. That's not really a guilty pleasure. That's just life. You know, um, what do you want your legacy to be? I think you mentioned a little bit about that, but what, what do you want your legacy to be? Just um, to leave the world a better place with, that I've made an impression or an ins inspired someone to, to just be a better person, um, to love unconditionally, to get together, um, and see people as humans, not as labels, but my legacy, I just want people to have remembered me as just a good person, honest person and authentic. What you see is what you get. Well, you are beautiful inside and out. Thank you so much Thank for you, um, just, you know, just taking the time to doodle, but taking it beyond that point. And even for the self-development, you know, you took it really seriously. I have been in the room with some of the, the greatest. Girl walked on fire with Tony Robbins one time. Now, you, you only got to do that one time for me. <laughs> yeah. I, have yeah. nothing, I have nothing else to prove. <laughs> but it's taking the courage. You know, right. it's, it's taking a courageous step to say, oops, this is who I thought I was, but this isn't who I am. This is who I am. Or let me add this to who I thought I was. And now this is the person I aspire to be. And it's an ongoing process, Brain. So I want you to dig deep. I want you to go and pick up uh, Toby the turtle. You're going to learn something. You don't have to be four. Again, you could be 40. You could be 44. She's learned from the greats. Tell us how to get in contact with you, how to get a copy of the book and how to work with you as far as uh, if someone needs to have a writing coach. Actually, I'm um, both of my books are on Amazon and everything is under my name. I'm also on um, Instagram and Facebook, but it's Sheila Rocchio and the website is being developed right now. And it's also the same SheilaRocchio.com. So that's where everything could be found. And I very much appreciate you, April, for having me on. And I love your podcast because you always hear that everyone has to dial down to a niche. 
but you are so diversified. You just open it up. And I, that's what I love about it. it I'm not just going to hear the same thing every day. Right. It is so many wonderful people coming on that you have on your podcast. So many amazing stories. Oh, and I thank you for what you do and just appreciate you so much. You're so sweet. You know, that was my goal was to frame the narrative, you know, and it, it's not, there's a lot of coaches, there's a lot of authors, but I want to hear your story. I want to hear how you connect with people. And uh, I've gotten so smart, you know, just from listening to you and listening to others share their stories. So thank you so much. Brain, thank you. Go in, love, like, share, and subscribe. Yes, on the edge. Love, like, share, and subscribe. Okay? Go in and purchase a copy for the summer reading list of... Um, Sheila's books, all the information is going to be at the back of the interview and in the show notes. Be sure that you pick up the time to just relax. And when I say pick up the time, you have to literally set some time aside to relax, enjoy a book, enjoy your grandkids, uh, enjoy a good cup of coffee or a nice piece of chocolate. Thank That's you. That's so right. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Thank you, April. Thank all you right. so much. My brains. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.